today's Leading Women episode 121. Women all over the world, get ready for inspiring and empowering interviews from women at the top of their field who are kicking butt in their business and who are prepared to share shocking revelations from being in the limelight. You are now listening to Today's Leading Women with Marie Grace Berg. Are you looking on expanding your audience through podcasting? Learn how to create, grow, and monetize your podcast. Go to learnpodcastingtoday.com to learn more. Yes, women of the world, let's get started. I am delighted to introduce you our amazing guest for today, Lisa Marie Latino. Lisa Marie Latino is the CEO and executive producer of Longshot Productions, LLC, a full-service video production company based in Fairfield, New Jersey. Since Longshot's inception in October 2009, Lisa Marie has directed a variety of corporate, commercial, and entertainment productions, including producing a live documentary on El Aquila, Italy's quest for to recover from a devastating earthquake entitled The Infernus in Italy, Earthquake Relief Fund Tour. Lisa Marie has appeared on the cable television series Cake Boss, WFN Sports Radius Boomer and Carton. My Nine Station, New Jersey, and works in season for the New York Giants Radio Network. She also serves as an adjunct professor in video production at Seton Hall University. Women of the World, Miss Lisa Marie Latino. Welcome to the show. Wow, what an intro. Hi, how are you? Hi, we are so excited and delighted to have you on the show, and I'm sure our listeners are excited as well. So listen, Marie, I really like what you're doing with your business. You are a success in your own right. You put in the effort, you know, the sweat equity, the knowledge and experience to build a special business you call your own. As a result of that, our listeners really want to get to know you, and I want to provide that conduit, you know, that bridge between you and our listeners. So here are some cool questions that we can talk about. Feel free to comment anytime, but these are just general questions that I have in mind. Okay. So let's start with your business. You know, there might be people out there who want to start one and have no clue how to go about it. Can you tell us more about your business and idea behind that niche? Yeah, well, I had no clue either when I first started, so. We all do, Um, or most of us do. Yeah, I mean, it's just something that, like, hits you one day. I don't know. I don't think anybody really sets out, you know, when you talk about what you want to be when you grow up, you know, I want to be a doctor, I want to be a lawyer, I want to be whatever. Nobody ever says, I want to start a business, be an entrepreneur, work 25 hours a day, eight days a week. Um, you know, nobody ever says that. So, um, just for anybody out there that's listening, you know, it's something that you just have to feel and just something you have to be super passionate about. Otherwise, you know, it's really not going to go anywhere and it's something maybe not for you just because it, it requires so much of your time. It's like a kid. (laughs) Totally hear you. I really, I really love what I'm hearing about your business, and you're absolutely right about that one. Because we are not, and most of us are not born wanting to be entrepreneur, or at least most of us didn't feel that way. And it, it, there just come a moment that you feel like, okay, this is what I do want to do in my life, and yeah, it, it really does, uh, you know, come from that uh, perspective when you know, feel like, okay, uh, maybe this is. 
you know, after all these years that probably you're doing something else that you're no longer passionate about and you knew, okay, suddenly there is something that you are really passionate about doing. That's when this idea comes normally or most often. Now, would you say, what was that defining moment that prompted you to start a business and made you say, this is my business? Yes. Yeah, so I always wanted to be in television. I, uh, growing up, I wanted to be a sportscaster. And which is why when you were reading my bio, I'm still very involved in sports. It's a huge passion of mine. It's so much fun. And uh, when I graduated college, I went to Montclair State University here in New Jersey in 2006. I was so fortunate, fortunate enough to get a job right out of college, which in my industry, and I guess all the industries, especially with today's economic climate, is really hard to do. But I was very, very lucky to land a job in New Jersey um, not doing sports, but doing literally everything else. Um, it was for a company that produced shows for public television, um, a prominent company here in the area. And I got exposed to every facet of my industry, not even just the broadcast part. You know, I was a writer. I was a producer. I booked guests. I did on-air segments. Um, I was an editor. Besides that, I learned the business side. I learned the marketing side. And I learned how all of these different um, sides of business come together and make something successful. So I always say that it was a paid master's program that I went to <laughs> um, and then I graduated with without a degree. But the world of knowledge that I obtained working there um, for the two to three years that I was there, I, I mean, was priceless. Um, but, you know, a couple years later, you know, I was 25 years old. I was, all right, you know, itching. I felt like I had hit my creative ceiling. And a couple things happened to me personally where, you know, I just wanted to start afresh. And at that moment, I figured, you know what, if I have to start over personally, let me do that professionally as well. So just the light bulb went off and I told my family and my friends, I, like I said, I was 25 at the time. So everyone thought I was crazy. It was at the end of 2009. So that's when the economy really was in the tank. So everyone's like, you're too young. The economy is so bad. What are you doing? You know, but I did it. I mean, I put together a business plan. Um, my father, he's a business owner. So, you know, he connected me to the right people to help me along because I didn't know what an LLC was. I didn't know anything like, uh, you know, yes, I wanted to start a business because I knew television, but the other stuff I had no idea about. Um, so through my dad, he connected me with the right people just to educate me. And, um, you know, I just started to build it from there. What a lovely story. I love every word that you've shared about that. And when you shared about uh, working on this uh, TV or, or production company and when you said about being it's like a paid master's program for you because you learn the ins and outs of the company, the ins and outs of building a business or the business side of it, the marketing side of it. So you were able to learn everything that, you know, um, that prepared you to 
when 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 you want to venture out your at your, on your own um, afterwards so that's a really huge um, takeaway here for our listeners because you know when you are in a, in a in a company when you're working in a company where your strengths are being you know you honed or like that and you know that you will be you are passionate about that one and you'll be able to take this when you start venturing on your own that is a big help and a big step and so with what Lisa Marie just shared with us two two to three years after and at such a young age she was able to venture out on her own leveraging the experience that and the skills that she learned from her previous company and and kudos to you for having your father out there to help you and connect you with the right people and because at such a young age at 25 wow you were really you went into business so early and i salute you for that you weathered the storm whatever those challenges that uh, were there early on and you found that support system so wow huge huge i love i love that kind of story that you've just shared yeah and the number one lesson that i think you know whether you're a business owner or you're not a business owner you work for somebody the biggest lesson i learned while at my job was to just be as versatile as possible you know in my industry okay, you're an editor, great, but if they're laying off editors and that's all you know how to do, then what are you going to do? So that's why, you know, my boss at my job, you know, drilled into me, you need to be that five-tool player that knows how to do anything, that can jump in when somebody's out sick or in a pinch. And even if it's not, quote, in your skill set, that you can be that go-to person that could fill any hole at any time. So that's the number one piece of advice that I got. And it's held true to having my own business, you know, because today I have to be the accountant. You have to be the marketer. Uh, You know, it's your business, your brand, your name. Nobody's going to do it better than you can. So, you know, it's really important that you learn every facet of what you're doing and learn it well. um, And that will reflect in whatever it is that you're doing. Absolutely. I really echo uh, what you said about that being versatile and learning all the other, all the other skills that you can while working on a company or, or a job that you have, you know, being what they call the jack of all trades. There's really a truth about that and learning as much as you can be, be more uh, well-rounded, learn as much or as many skills that you can because that will really equip you as you build your business or as you move forward in your life in general. Love that. Now, your business obviously has a vision to be the market leader in your industry, and that resonates very well with a particular portion of our listeners. However, they really like to know what was the compelling vision for your business that continues to drive you towards success day in and day out. Well, when I started um, Long Shot Productions, it was with an eye towards uh, more of the creative, you know, creating television maybe even breaking into movies eventually and writing and and everything. Um, But along the way, you know, just in getting my name out there, a lot of people saw the videos that I was doing. Um, How When I first started the business, I would, you know, I started an internet show and it was called In the Zone with Lisa Marie Latino. And I would go to movie premieres. I would go to events with celebrities and I would put together these you know, 10-minute shows for the internet, and, you know, it actually garnered a great following. And when people saw that, corporations and companies, hey, you have your own production company, we need someone to do a commercial, we need somebody to do videos for our website. So it kind of, my company kind of like split in two, 
um, which is where it's at today. You know, half of it is doing that television side and trying to break into it, especially with internet television, because that really is super up and coming. And I feel that myself and anybody else that's starting to do that is really at an advantage because you're at the ground floor with that. But the other side of my company is that corporate side. And I didn't think that I would be as passionate or as excited, you know, because you want to get into TV and the fame and the glamour and all that stuff. But it's so cool to bring another company's vision to life, their brand to life, bring it into the forefront, make it look good, make people talk about it. Um, so I really enjoy doing that and working for, you know, those types of clients as well. Wow, I can see those compelling visions that you've just shared. Uh, first, to be able to create these TVs or the movies or the shows that for, for the audience and also to help other companies create these commercial videos, uh, branding videos, for example, to help grow their business. What a compelling vision. Now, let's talk about how you prepared for success that turned this vision into a reality. Can you share our listeners what are some of your personality traits or your top three personal qualities that help you become a successful entrepreneur and that our listeners can learn from? Um, the top three. Well, I, you know, I'm very, uh, well, this is probably a bad thing to say because I don't think any entrepreneur should be scared of failure, but I'm a very determined person. I don't want to fail. So as long as, you know, I'm in the driver's seat, I feel that whatever I'm going to do, I'm not going to fail at. So I don't know if the word is determined, persistent, but you know, no matter how long it might take me to get somewhere, I'm going to get there. And I have a lot of faith in myself in doing that. So um, that is, I guess, a couple <laughs> good qualities. Um, I think the other quality is, you know, I'm a people person. I mean, when you own a business, at least my business anyway, you have to be social. You have to really care about what the customer wants and, and everything because it's their vision. That's a very delicate thing to have to deal with, you know. Um, so I'm a people person. I like to hear the stories and, you know, the cool thing is whenever I have clients come into my office, you know, it's a very homey, comfortable office, you know, people don't want to leave because, you know, the, my clients become family almost it's, you know, it, it goes beyond just like the work relationship. You know, I know about their personal lives, you know, nothing too in depth, but, um, and they know about mine and we, you know, form a friendship out of the, you know, projects that work on together and everything. And, you know, that's a testament to my client base, which the majority are repeat customers that I deal with on a yearly annual basis, at least. So those would probably be some of the better traits that I have that has equipped me for success. So that's self-determination, having the belief yeah. and that faith and being a people person. Wow. Huge uh, takeaways there that our listeners can learn from. And the good thing is that, and the good news is that these traits are, you know, they can be cultivated. They can be developed. If you don't have them, develop them or cultivate them and, and apply them as you build your business. Because this is going to help you as much as Lisa Marie uh, helped 
um, help her in, in building her business as well. Love those traits that you've just shared. So thank you for sharing those. Now, let's talk about what happened when you started your journey as an entrepreneur. You know, as entrepreneurs, we face daily challenges that define our being. And to get through those challenges takes a very special person. And our audience wants to know that special person in you. So what have been your biggest challenges and how have you addressed or overcame those barriers to success that a lot of women entrepreneurs face today? My biggest challenge is, for whatever reason, um, just the negotiating, the money conversation. And I think that's something in, in speaking to a lot of um, women, that that is something that for whatever reason, I don't know if it's just because of our DNA and who we are, a lot of females have an issue with that. Um, they undervalue their worth. And I definitely did that, especially in the beginning, because you maybe don't have the confidence that, you know, another, like a bigger production company that was in the industry for many years, I couldn't charge those rates, I felt, because I was new. And at that time, I just wanted customers, I just wanted to build up the portfolio, and I totally undersold myself money-wise. Um, and I think that that's wrong, because we shouldn't, you know, because it takes up so much of your time, you know, and you have to make sure that you separate personal and business, you know, and that was another issue and challenge that I even still face today, the whole thing of balance, work and family and friends and home life with business. Um, and, you know, money is so important to sustain your personal. So I think it's just the hump that I had to get over and that I think other people females listening right now have to get over as well. Totally relate to you with that one. And I'm sure a lot of our listeners as well, because, you know, we, especially for us women, we have this, uh, you know, strange, I don't know, I don't, I don't, I don't want to call it strange, but somehow something related to our relationship with money, especially when we start charging others for our services or for our products, we feel like, oh, is this going well, is this, is this the price? Okay. I mean, you know what, sometimes we undervalue, like what you said, that what we're putting out there, okay, is, the, is this worth it? Or am I worth receiving this? Or am I worth charging this much, for example? So it's re, which this is a challenge that we go through. And I have that this same experience as well. And I continue to, to haunt, you know, to learn about and, and be comfortable about talking money because we are in business and we really have to learn how to be okay with, especially with you know, ch charging others for our services because we are providing value out there and we should be okay with being, you, you know, remunerated for our services, for our products because, you know, we know that we are providing something of value. So we should be okay with, with uh, talking about money. And, but it is not a, an easy concept. Um, you, you're constantly going to be evolving and, and how you deal with it. But know that it is part of daily conversations in being in business and you should be learn how to be comfortable dealing with it as well. Yeah. And it's so weird because we're females. Hello. We love money. <laughs> so <laughs> it's really weird that, you know, we are so uncomfortable talking about something that you know, we love. So, I, you know, it's just a weird and, you know, what I've done to overcome that, I've gone to sales training, um, Sandler training, that's a big time, um, you know, training 
um, outfit that teaches people how to sell and how to be comfortable and really looks into your psyche as to what makes you uncomfortable and what you can improve on. So, so that totally helped. Um, recently obtaining a mortgage definitely helps too. (laughs) Um, but you know, people just have to make peace with it. And, you know, at the end of the day, people, you know, they're talking with you. What I have to remind myself is they do want to work with you, you know, and negotiating is not a bad thing. You know, you just want to get to a number that is both fair. And if you can't, there'll be other clients and other people and, you know, you have to move on and either way you'll be okay. Yes. Well said. And I know you've touched a little about this early on about this work-life balance. I want us to switch gears for a little bit and talk about it. You know, being a business owner myself, maintaining a work-life balance is so crucial to overall success in life. Now the challenge with us entrepreneurs is how to click on and click off and create that work-life balance, particularly if you have a family juggling many roles. So in your life as an entrepreneur, how do you maintain this work-life balance? And what are some of the ways that you accomplish this in the areas of your health, your family, your relationships, and your business? Well, that is probably the one challenge that I'm still working on for myself because I have a tendency to work, work, work myself into the ground when, you know, and then my only time when I rest is when I get sick and I can't get out of bed and there's nothing else for me to do. And that is totally not the right way to do it. Um, so I just think, you know, setting a schedule to go by, um, you know, that helps me. Like I said, I'm still a work in progress when it comes to that, but I have found and others have found that to be something that is helpful. Um, setting a schedule, you know, maybe turning your cell phone off at night, you know, when you're with your loved one or with your family, just turn it off or at least turn the ringer off and put it somewhere and, you know, just promise yourself not to look at it and deal with work after a certain time. Um, you know, that was another thing. Like I would be glued to my phone all the time in the beginning. Cause I always felt very nervous about, Oh my God, what if I don't respond to an email right away? Um, so I would be glued to my phone. Now I'm beginning to realize it's okay. If there's an emergency, somebody will call you. If you don't answer an email within five minutes, I mean, it's not the end of the world. The person will not just like, you know, drop you as their vendor. You know, it's okay to have a little, you know, breathing room. So, um, it's a work in progress every day. And I think it's something both men and women entrepreneurs have to deal with. Totally agree with you. What you said, I used to say that work-life balance is a myth for us entrepreneurs because, you know, work for us is no longer work. You know, we are so driven and passionate with what we're doing that we feel like it's no longer work for us. But you are right. I mean, we really have to set a schedule um, so that we are not neglecting the other areas of our lives. And I love what you said about turning your cell phone off when you are, for example, with your family, with your friends, to really be present with them at that moment, how, 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 however, how long that time would that be, be present with them, even that just for a short time or just for like five or 10 minutes, be present with them and really set boundaries because you are absolutely right when you said about it's really hard to have this balance, um, especially if you have family, because I, I believe that's a lot more challenging having family to take care of and 
dividing your time. But for me, what works is what Lisa Marie just shared, setting a schedule. You know, I structure my day from the time I wake up to the time I go to bed. So I know exactly what I'm doing at that moment. And it really helps me. So for our listeners out there, find out what works for you. Um, Work-life balance, we don't have to make this one way too complicated. But as a nurse myself, I'm really big on this area to really take care of ourselves, to make time to take care of ourselves physically and mentally. I mean, our health, I believe, is one of the most important investment that we can have because if we don't have our health, we won't be able to build this business that we are so passionate about doing. So prioritize those. Uh, I make time for those priorities in your life and don't neglect those parts that other areas that are really important as well like your health your personal time your family your business of course is going to be there and that's why we're building this business so we we will have a kind of life that we want so take care not to ignore those other areas that are important to you thank you um, lisa marie for sharing your perspective on that now let's talk about success and what success means to you you know your business appears to be financially doing quite well and with that success flows into other areas in the entrepreneur's life. Now, we'd like to also say that success is a mindset. You know, I can have $10 in my pocket, but my mind feels like a millionaire. I feel great about myself and I'm moving forward. The opposite way will be a multi-billionaire and be totally miserable. So am I successful? Financially, yes. Individually, probably not. So in your journey as an entrepreneur, what does success mean to you? And what are some of the benchmarks that you use to measure your success? Um, what is success? Well, you know, because of what I do, you know, with every project, I feel that um, the feeling of success at the end, you know, editing takes a lot of time and I have a great team that works with me, you know, every step of the way. But when I deliver a project to a client and they give me the okay and you know sometimes it could take months I just wrapped up a project that took almost two years um you know I just feel success success for them and success for me so I'm lucky to have that feeling awash over me um quite often um so that's another benchmark um you know just probably that now, you know, because I have goals that I've set out for myself, uh, bigger ones as my company has grown, the goals have gotten bigger. So, um, you know, I'm just working hard towards that patiently. And that was another thing I had to learn too, being patient, um, in making my business. So, um, you know, I'm just working towards those right now. And that even gives me a feeling of success because while I haven't reached the pinnacle of these goals yet, um, I'm working towards them every day and I see the growth and I see the positivity and I see that it's evolving into something special. So even that in and of itself is a success. Yes. And success is accomplishing or and delivering those projects to your clients. I mean, I can totally relate with what you said about, wow, two years in the making. Could you imagine how good the feeling must be when you deliver this project's into fruition and seeing those clients happy because you've delivered what they were expecting? Wow. That's the, that's the essence of success for our listeners out there. It's really when you 
when you're delivering something or what you're putting out there is making a difference to others, when you are making people happy because of what you are putting out there, that's the essence of success. And for our listeners out there, try to ask this question yourself, you know, what does success mean to you? And you'll be surprised by the answers because most of the time it's not going to be the dollar sign, but what the what is that intangible benefit that those dollar signs uh, can provide you, you know, when you know that you are impacting other people's lives, when you know that you are making a difference to other people because of what you do, what you're doing or what you're putting out there, that's what is fulfilling and gratifying. Um, and that's, I, that's my definition of success as well. Um, it's really the intangible benefits that we get by, by being in business. Of course, the tangible aspect, which is the monetary, the, me, the financial metrics, the financial monetary equivalent, that's why we're in business. That's part of being in business. And we have to have that because that sustains us and that would enable us to help more other to help more people or to be able to deliver more of our products and services. So that's part of being in business. But at the end of the day, what really makes us happy is that knowing that what we're putting out there is making a difference to other people. Wow. Thank you so much, Lisa Marie, for sharing your perspective on that. Now, let's talk about the highlights of our show, one of the highlights of our show. And that's your advice for other entrepreneurs and those aspiring to be you obviously got some lessons learned under your belt of experience. So take it back to the past. Say you're going to start all over again as an entrepreneur and you are in a class with other entrepreneurs who are hungry and thirsty for success or even for making that first buck. What types of special suggestions or advice and lessons that you learned would you give your fellow entrepreneurs knowing where you came from and where you're headed at? And if you can boil them down to your top three tips or advice, what would those three be? Uh, definitely be patient, learn patience. I am not a patient person at all. Um, but having a business has shown me that, you know, overnight successes are very, very, very rare. So, um, to be patient, um, you know, prepare yourself. Like I said earlier, it's like having a child. I don't have any children, but I'm assuming that having a business is just like having a child. It's at your beck and call 24 hours a day. So, you know, just be prepared, like, and just know that it's your baby. And if that's not a responsibility that you really want right now, then, you know, maybe think twice about what your goals are. Um, And finally, the other one I would say is honestly just have faith because, you know, with hard work um, and, you know, the hard work breeds success and just have faith that you're doing it for the greater good and for the right reasons and that you will get to where you need and want to be eventually. Well said. I mean, be patient, be prepared and have faith. He, golden nuggets in what you've shared. So for our listeners out there, t- take a, a, get learn from those that um, Lisa Marie just shared. Those tips that she shared are huge takeaways that actually you can take action on today. So thank you for sharing those. Now, what's one favorite business resource or tool or app that you use in your business that's radically changing the way you do business? Honestly, uh, how me and you met, Harrow. I went to, um, a friend of mine is in marketing and she gave a seminar on um, how to crush the competition. That was the name of the seminar. It was uh, Advantage Marketing. Um, and she gave a list of, you know, different 
apps and social media sites you should be on, obviously, the LinkedIn, the Twitter, and all that. But there was one that I had never heard of called Haro, H-A-R-O. And it's, you know, you could kind of be your own PR agent. And you could submit yourself for um, different categories and different levels of expertise. And morning, uh, in the morning, afternoon, and at night, three times a day during the work week, you get an email with all the different queries from different, um, you know, television producers and different bloggers and writers and uh, magazine writers and, and everything else. And then you, you know, send your query out depending on what it is that they're asking for and everything. I have been on this site for maybe a month and huge success. I mean, that's how I met you. Um, you know, I have other couple things lined up with like prominent business publications that want to talk to me and never would I have known about any of this had it not been for Harrow. And, you know, it's kind of like I have this little like publicity tour going on there. And I think that's really cool. Yes, absolutely. I mean, I'm a big, I'm a huge fan of Hiro, uh, and that's the helpareporterout.com. And yes, that's where we met. That's where I met a lot of uh, the awesome uh, women entrepreneurs that we have on our share. So it's a great resource. It's a great way to connect and to find genuine and, and, and people that are really making a difference out there, are really making something, doing something out there. So that's helpareporterout.com for our listeners. You can check that one out. And it's free. And it's, a, it's free. I mean, it just takes a little work out of your end, but it's not a lot of work and it's fun and it's free and, you know, it gets your name out there. So definitely jump on that. Yes. Well worth it. Now, entrepreneurs are wide readers. Can you recommend a book that our listeners can get that will help them grow personally and professionally? Honestly, um, you know, he's a bit of a controversial figure. I understand that, but I find him hysterical. Anything written by Donald Trump, I mean, love him or hate him, he is like the epitome of success. Yes, he's had, you know, some failures and setbacks, but I mean, he is the epitome of success and somebody that I look up to and I just find very amusing. And I know he's got a whole suite of books out, you know, on negotiating and how to be an entrepreneur and everything else. So I just enjoy him and anything that he puts out. So... Absolutely. I mean, he is a really a, a epitome of success. And when you read one of his, some of his books, when he shared his stories of failure and how he, you know, his comeback. Wow, that was really encouraging and inspiring. So check Donald Trump's any of his books. You will have a, uh, you'll get a lot of lessons from there. Last but not the least, Lisa Marie, in my mind, you are a superhero, or shall I say superheroine, because you have done this, you have done that, but you've also experienced a lot of challenges that our listeners definitely relate. So if you are a superhero, who do you want to be and why? And it doesn't have to be a cartoon character, but can be someone you admire and look up to, like Donald Trump, like what you said earlier. A superhero? That is a really interesting question. Um, Huh. I wish I could just tell the future. And, you know, again, I just preach patience, but I also said I'm not a patient person. Um, if I could predict the future, that would just help me out a lot, you know, <laughs> because I would be able to tell, you know, what am I doing that's a waste of time? What can I be doing more of? What can I be doing less of? Um, what can I be doing that's entirely different? So, um yeah, being a fortune teller, absolutely. Yes, I'm sure it's not only you who will love to be, to have that power. 
Yeah, I don't think there's any Marvel comic fortune tellers, but maybe we'll create one. <laughs> yeah, who knows? All right, last but not the least, um, Lisa Marie, share our listeners what's one big benefit that they can get with your product or your service and where they can get it. Uh, the big benefit of uh, having a video done with Longshot Productions is that, you know, everyone always says, oh, we care about the customer. But like I said before, customer service is huge for us. Um, our customers become like family. And, you know, we take it upon ourselves personally to give you a product that you could show to the world and be proud of. Um, so, if that sounds good to you, uh, you can reach me um, via my website and it's longshotproductions with an S at the end dot TV like television. All right. So that's longshotproductions.tv. And from there, you can link to her social media sites as well. And by the way, for our listeners out there, all of this fantastic resources and the links that are mentioned in today's podcast will be made available in a beautiful infographic show notes at todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash Lisa Marie Latino or just type in her name, Lisa Marie Latino on the search bar and it will find it for you. But again, that link is longshotproductions with an S dot TV. Lisa Marie, thank you so much for being so generous in sharing your time and your inspiring story, your expertise, for being a role model to many and for bringing such a positive energy with our listeners today. Women of the world, including me, appreciate you and wish you more success in business and in your life. Thank you so, so much for having me on. It was a really good time today. Podcasting is taking the world by storm. If you are a marketer and not using this platform, your business is missing out on a big opportunity to reach a wider audience. Find out how you can create, grow, and monetize your podcast and take your podcasting skills from novice to experts. Go to learnpodcastingtoday.com now. Feeling inspired and empowered to make it happen? Then take the next step and go get your free guide to the top three iPhone apps that these high-achieving women use to get things done lightning fast today. Visit todaysleadingwomen.com slash apps for your free download, and we'll see you on the next episode of Today's Leading Women with Marie Grace Berg.